0: You're listening to the Fit, Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between running and positive mental health. We do this by talking to runners from all walks of life who generously share their experiences with us. So you don't miss an episode, I've created an email list for you to join. Check the show notes for more details. Without further ado, I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. Today we're exploring the inspiring journey of Andrew Gaskell, a soccer playing engineer turned ultra trail runner. From his first marathon in North Queensland to the thrill of the trails, Andrew's story is one of self belief resilience, and a love of nature. Join us as we delve into his world of endurance running, discovering what motivates him and how he continues to push those boundaries. Get ready for an episode that's sure to inspire and challenge you. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am excited to introduce you all to Andrew Gaskell. Hello, Andrew. Hello, thanks for having me. It is a pleasure. Now, we we won't go into the details, but we have worked out um recently when I saw you on Facebook that uh, of course because we're in Tasmania, we've we have quite a few connections um relating to to your partner Sophie. So it's quite an interesting um <laughs> interesting that I haven't actually run, run across you already because we have such or I, we know Sophie quite well since she was little. <laughs> In fact, before she was born, we'd known her parents. So there you go. It's quite a small (laughs) world. I'm very excited, though, to hear um, about your running story because I've seen, of course, on Facebook, you've been doing lots of very cool things. Um, But let's start with where did you grow up?
1: Uh, Yes, I grew up in Hobart, basically. Um, I was born in Brisbane, but my family relocated when I was a toddler. So basically... Basically, yeah. I uh, grew up on Hobart's eastern shore here yeah. and um, haven't moved too far away. So, oh, well, I did, I did move away for a few years um, to North Queensland, but um, in my early 20s. Um, but here we are again, back home, basically.
0: <laughs> so in, when you were a kid growing up, well, first, do you have any siblings?
1: I have three siblings, yeah.
0: Where are you? You middle
1: and second
0: eldest. Yeah. Second eldest. Okay. And were Older you a brother. yeah, okay?
1: Younger brother and younger sister. So yeah.
0: Okay. Um were you a very sporty family?
1: Uh reasonably sporty, sort of. Um so I, I grew up playing soccer um with the local club Yeah. I was sort of mid to late 20s, and my younger brother, similar, played soccer for a long time. Um, uh, Yeah, probably the two of us um, did more sport than anyone else. um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of, I guess we played in the backyard, rode our bikes around as kids. Like, yeah, the usual kind of, I suppose, Australian outdoor
0: lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Although, I don't know probably because I'm older now but you look around and you think are kids still doing that stuff now because <laughs> there's so I much know. to you know take their attention
1: I think even yeah I, I mean I'm only in my early 30s but even since I was a kid until now I think it yeah. seems to has changed, to have changed a bit I mean I think organised sport is still going pretty strong but it is maybe not so much the sort of things we used to do after school maybe are a bit less prominent. I
0: yeah, think. you know, that going and finding a bit of bush and building a cubby and, you know, riding yeah. around the streets a lot, just hanging out kind of stuff doesn't seem to be as, as prevalent, but yeah, I don't know used, it's interesting. Used to,
1: I think we had like a basketball hoop down the road we used to just walk down, play basketball we used to ride our bikes, we had a bike track nearby, um, that kind of thing was just kind of what we did after yeah. school so yeah yeah anyway.
0: interesting <laughs> huh. um yeah. and what about running at school did you, was it something that you enjoyed you know when they had school carnivals and cross country and things like that was that a thing that you looked forward to or you not so much
1: <laughs> yeah no, i used to do pretty well in the cross country okay um, yeah i probably would make the inter-school team most of the time and um not so much the shorter stuff, but yeah, yeah, across the country was more for sure.
0: So, run. Do you remember what you thought about running at the time? Like, was it? Did you enjoy it because you did well, or did you enjoy it just for the feeling that you got for doing it, or a bit of both, or something else? a
1: bit of both, a bit of both for sure. Um, I think I definitely enjoyed doing okay at it. Yeah, <laughs> probably a little bit competitive. But, um,
2: yeah. I don't know, I guess if
1: you're pretty reasonably good at something. Then it makes you. It sort of makes you feel like you want to do it.
0: Yeah. Do you remember if you trained?
1: Uh, I did do a little bit of training sort of. I remember doing a bit in the weeks leading up, just running, running on the bike track locally. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so probably... all year round but maybe in a few weeks or months leading up to it yeah. To really yeah
0: that's interesting i was quite good at school at running as well um but it was only sort of i grew up on king island which probably know now um, but, um i so i didn't have a lot of people to compete against but i thought i was pretty good at running and so and i would do well at school um and i do remember thinking oh, i should train <laughs> just just before carnivals or or cross country came along, and probably went for two or three runs, and obviously wasn't as serious as as others <laughs> at that time of my life. Um, kids can get away with a lot of stuff, though, can't they? Um, yeah, for sure. What did you What did you do at the end of school? Did you go on? Did you do university? What have you What did you do after? Yeah, so I uh, studied engineering.
1: Um, yeah, and yeah, studied engineering. At Utah uh, for four years. And it was yeah. after that I um, got my first job in North Queensland.
0: Oh, that's that's when you went up there. What sort of engineering?
1: Structural engineering.
0: Okay. So, so
2: support,
0: yeah. yeah. So you went up to Queensland uh, for a, a job, for your first job, and then you ended up coming back, obviously, for another job? Is that – are you still yeah, engineering?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I – um, I went up to Cairns for sort of three or four years um, and the company I was working for that ended up uh, just finishing up there. It was kind of a small company. Okay. This was quite old, so yeah. it was kind of like the time to sort of cut it there and move on and ended up ended up back here in Tas. So, yeah.
0: yeah. And he, And you're working here, obviously, as an engineer, like you said. Here in Tassie?
1: Yeah, working for a local company in Cherry. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. So you've got a few couple of offices in Tassie as, yeah. as well as a few on the mainland. So,
0: yeah. I going to say, they're a reasonable size. Yes. Yeah. They're quite established now. Yeah. So when it comes to running, did you, well, often for a long time, as you said before, we got on, um, you know, I've done over 200 episodes now. And in the past, in the early days, when we talked about people going to uni, we talked a little bit about whether they did any sport while they're at uni, like, and whether that helped, because there's lots of studies shown that being, you know, going out and doing exercise, whether it's running or other other sports, can actually help your study. Did you do much exercise while you were at uni? Were you, were you still running? Yeah, How'd still, that go? Yeah. Um, uh-
1: I wasn't running. I was playing soccer. Um, okay. I, so running was not like my sport. Sport. Yeah. It was kind of like, as I said, I did alright at school, but it wasn't kind like of the
2: yeah
1: one that was. But, Yeah, I was playing soccer. Um, playing soccer through uni up until uh, two thousand nineteen. I think was my last season of soccer and okay. running after that. So yeah, yeah, I was playing soccer through.
0: That was great. So, did you have aspirations to go on and do other things with your soccer, or was it something that you enjoyed because it was a physical outlet? Plus, you could get the social. Like a lot of people, play team sports for the social.
1: Yeah, physical and social. It it wasn't sort of, wasn't playing at a really high level. Just sort of local Tasmanian Southern Tasmanian league. Yeah. 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 But was fun,
0: really. You're not doing it now, though?
1: No, I sort of um, felt it was time to move on after. I was just kind of like, oh, a few reasons, really. I was just um, ready for a bit of a change at the end of the day, but um, it was one of those things where it's a big commitment, running to turn into a bit of a commitment, but, it's a lot less flexible when you have to be at training at a certain time, a yeah. couple of times a week, and then you, you've got the game and it takes up at least a full day in the weekend. Yeah. You sort of feel like a bit more restricted, I guess. Um,
0: yeah. That makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I so, guess. Yeah. I just I think I, I was ready for a bit of a change-up, so try something different.
0: So, how did running come about in your life, Andrew, as an adult?
1: Yeah, good question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just,
1: thought, um, I think uh, there were I did a couple of isolated runs, like one off events while I was playing soccer as well. So, yeah, um, my first run I ever did as an adult was in two thousand and fifteen. When
0: I was living in North Queensland, I did a marathon. Um, you did a was, marathon. Is that what you just said? Yeah. yeah. So you just did the- you just did a marathon. So a lot of people go five <laughs> k, ten k, twenty one. Oh, maybe I'll do a marathon in another year or two. But you just did a marathon because you played soccer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, nice. Sort of fancy
1: that I'd be able to do it. Um, so I did the Port Douglas marathon that was kind of at the end of the 2015 season I think so <laughs> November in Port Douglas um, Wow so I like, I probably one or two months of build up a bit of training a few 20k runs and stuff and then on wow. the day I did the marathon so yeah that was that and I sort of it was a bit like a I don't know, everyone does a marathon as a bucket list thing, don't they?
0: So, exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bucket sort of list thing.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, here's something I could do in the off-season for a bit of fun. So, okay. Um, that was 2015. So I didn't, didn't sort of think I'd really particularly come back to running after that. But um, then when I was back in Tasmania a couple of years later, the similar thing like Point to Pinnacle was on. So that was my second kind of once-off run. Again, one or two months build up and uh, knocked that one off in 2017 as well. Wow! Um, what is
0: it like the hardest half? Well, they call it a half, but I think it's 19 something. Uh, <laughs> but a, the hardest half in the world—that's how they advertise it because it goes straight up.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's take that. But I think <laughs> everyone likes to say that their yeah. runs the hardest in the world.
0: I think you <laughs> might Perhaps
1: be every right. Event enter, every event you enter has some claim to play about why this is the hardest, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's
0: go with that. All right. So then um, when did running become a thing that you did more regularly rather than just a, yeah, oh, this might be fun because I'm kind of a fit dude anyway, so I'll just go tick that one off.
1: Yeah, so did those couple of ones off, 2015, 2017, and then, the next one I did was 2019, and so that was my last season of soccer. Yeah. And I did the point of pinnacle again. Yeah. And then I just sort of thought, oh, I might as well run another marathon. So then the next January <laughs> I did that um, Cadbury marathon. Yeah. Uh, and then I just sort of, I was just getting into running a bit at that by that point and thought, oh, we will just keep rolling with it. Did another couple of did another couple of marathons um, over the next year or so. And then after that, I discovered trail running. And, yes. Um, so that was in 2021. Okay. Um, through the Kunani Trail Series, actually. Um, yep. So the first one I did was a course that uh, it was kind of like a 20-day course. It started at Fern Tree and was a leap up over through the potato fields and um, down the pipeline. And yeah, after doing that, I just like felt I found what I wanted to where I wanted to be. So yeah.
0: So I know I can see the everyone else won't be able to see this, but the the look on your face when you said that, like you you just lit up and your face was like ah oh, this is so you could still feel it. What what was it about trail versus you know all the road running you obviously had done? Do you think that really made you light up and you felt like you were home or whatever you want to call it?
1: Yeah, I, so I have I guess another thing I did on the side um, probably in my early adult years was I was I've been a pretty keen hiker and done yeah. a bit of hiking with Tassie um so I've always liked being out um on the trails in the bush so mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it's difficult to kind of describe what it is but I guess it's just that feeling of being it's that peacefulness of being out in the bush yes yeah discovering different places, um, scenery out there, Uh, just being away from the the city, like, you know, it's it's nice to be out. Also, uh, it's nice to run uphill, um, change in terrain. There's so much variety in trail running compared to road running, which is kind of boring. Like, what's not to love about trail running, really?
0: There's lots of change, isn't there? like. You can it's, do the same the trail over and over again, and it would be different every time. Even if you did yeah. the same trail every week,
1: yeah, it's the variety and it's the it's the um, change in terrain, the change in scenery, um,
2: mm.
1: yeah, changing gradient, yeah, it's, it's yeah, just great to do. Just all that.
0: just love it. And so, so you started the Kanyani series or you started doing those as well. And that's what kind of led you to this, I guess, a community of people who are trail runners. You would have met a lot of people. Yeah. Once you started doing that. Um, Yeah. So
1: yeah, that was the first one I did and yeah. And it was just amazing to just meet lots of like minded people, I guess, because yeah, once you do one, you turn up to a few more and, you see the same people um, turning up to these events. And, yeah, it's just a great community. It's pretty relaxed and uh, it's a
0: good vibe all around, really. It sounds amazing. So what sort of races have you been in, trail running races?
1: Yeah, so since then um, I've yeah, done that series uh, a couple of times, but I'm probably more suited to, to a little bit longer than that. Um, mm-hmm. So I've mostly done stuff around Tassie. So I've done, what did I do after that? I did, well, my first ultra was um, a road run, actually. It was the Brony Island Ultra.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is uh, 64. 64 Ks from the north to the south. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my first ultra. Um, But most of the other ones have been on trails. So I've done gone nuts on the northwest coast yeah i've done the 50k version of that um i've done uh so kunani mountain run yeah so, so it was 60s last, or something.
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i did that last year and this year uh what else have i done, oh, done ah. <laughs> um did you go running overseas you've done some
1: Yes, recently I did. i uh, just trying to think of the ones I did in Tassie. But.
0: Overland? Bracerne? Yes. Uh, I yeah. don't know. I'm just making them yeah.
1: up. <laughs> yeah, so I did Overland actually last year for the first time, and that was brilliant. Um, so I think those are probably the main 4 I've done. Bruni, a couple of times I've done an uni mountain run, I've done the cradle mountain run. I've
0: done yep. the Gornuts 50k. Yeah, so, are you going to do the the full one? Like Gone Nuts? Is that do you have that uh, on your?
1: Probably, yeah, the problem with that is there are three or four runs around the same time, which are all very very good. Um, yeah. And probably my two favourites have been Cradle Mountain Run and Rani Mountain Run. Yeah. Gone nuts sandwich in between the two, and so I sort of, yeah. Not, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, but it's, it's not my favorite out of the three. So I would sort of prioritize being ready to do Kunani mountain run. Yeah, two weeks later. Yep. So, yeah, so yeah, maybe, maybe sometime. <laughs> maybe <laughs> one year. It's
0: like yeah. never say never.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, the only other run I've done outside Tassie was recently I went to Austria, Innsbruck, Mm -hmm. and did this 87k run through the Alps, which was incredible. 7ks? 87.
0: Oh, you said 7. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was longer than 7. No, (laughs) no, 87, yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, that was stunning, yeah. And so we got up to about 2,400 Attitude, which is than anything tatty, um, and it was just just a stunning area. Um, so yeah, it was just a beautiful run.
0: Does that start to affect your um, your breathing? The altitude,
1: I think it does. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of not not particularly noticeable, in that I didn't feel like altitude sickness
2: mm. or anything like that.
1: But I think it definitely contributed to getting critiqued a bit more mm. quickly and, um,
0: yeah.
1: things like that. Yeah, sure.
0: Now, a lot of these longer runs, have you found that you're quite competitive at them?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've done reasonably well. Um, mm-hmm. most, so, yeah, yeah, sort of top three or four most of the time, yeah.
0: Yeah. So has that surprised you or have you you just thought, of course. (laughs) Uh Did it surprise you that you have like taken to it, like duck to water, really? Like it sounds silly coming from like, so I've been running for 30 odd years and I, you know, eventually did a marathon when I was in my, just before I was 40. So in late thirties or whatever, but I'd already been running a decade or more before like 15 years. And I'm not um, like um, different should say. From the people around me, my contemporaries were quite similar in the sort of a process you go to before you run a marathon, and then sometimes you'll go on and do ultras, and then you'll jump into trail and things. But you're still quite young. You were playing soccer up until not that long ago, and you've taken on these ultra. You know, so from my perspective, looking at it, it's like, wow, that's amazing that you've jumped from you know this sport here, this ball sport, and then you've you've really found that you were had a natural ability or whatever at this ultra distance trail running that you're doing. So I just wondered if you were as yeah. surprised as
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it surprised me a little bit. Um yeah, I guess I was surprised that sort of was finishing on podiums and stuff just yeah, yeah. out of um uh, just turning up and finishing on podiums. So yeah, so obviously a bit surprising but happy enough to do it <laughs>
0: it's, it's not the thing that keeps you doing it though is it from what you said earlier when it comes to trails I, I,
1: I do enjoy the competitiveness of running a competitive yeah. race but, um it's only part of why i do it obviously. yeah yeah it's just kind of enjoying being out there more than um more than like aspiring to win a race or something yeah yeah sure I mean, yeah, for sure it's it is nice. It is nice to get recognized and do well.
0: Do you have a coach? No. no. And you've already talked about a couple of races that are coming up into the new year. So do you do you have like a race that you're training for usually, or do you stay at a certain level of fitness so that you wouldn't have to you know just do a couple of weeks of extra training perhaps to leading into an event? how do you How do you work out all of that sort of training side?
1: Uh, yeah, I generally just uh, keep myself at a, reasonably, a reasonable level most of the time. I can just run because I enjoy it more than yeah. sort of a structured training, I suppose, but um, I do try and do a few events over the course of the year if I can. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm doing one in Queensland later this year actually. Uh, yeah. Doing hundred k's in on the Sunshine
2: Coast somewhere. It's called Blackall.
0: What's it called?
1: Blackall one hundred.
0: Okay, I haven't heard. I don't yeah. know if I've heard of that one. I'm not sure. That's exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah so should be fun. Yeah,
0: it's I've just different. a couple of people have been on the podcast. I've been watching them on Facebook, and they've been just finished the one in Cairns, a two hundred miler. Was it the unreasonable? east or something yeah I
1: think I've heard of that yeah <laughs> it's like
0: take them almost all week I think they had a cut off of 100 hours or something like that
1: wow that's
0: pretty crazy isn't it <laughs> I know and it there's videos crazy. of one of them like it's like I haven't been asleep for four days or something <laughs> like, or I've just grabbed three hours here or three hours there it's really um yeah there's other levels like we get to this People finish a marathon and they go, "Oh, that's good. I'm at the top of the pile." And then you look around and go, "Oh, there's ultra marathons, <laughs> and then there's, you know, this yeah. other level." I don't know. Is there a limit for you in your head? Like, do you see that you don't want to go any further, or that you're open to the possibility of what might come up in your future?
1: Well, yeah. So far, the furthest I've ran is 100 k's. The mm-hmm. longest I've been on course for is 13 hours 10 minutes. So I haven't actually ever run overnight and have it run further than a hundred. So wow. um there's certainly scope to go further and longer. Um yeah I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. I don't sort of specifically have a limit at the moment. Yeah. But I'd certainly like to try something longer and probably do it overnight at some point. Um yeah, but I just don't have any plans to in the short
0: yeah term. What what uh, do you think motivates you?
1: To, motivates me to do these particular runs or Yeah,
0: these lot yeah. What what motivates you to keep running? Like there's a lot of people who just run a marathon as you said that's a bucket list thing and they tick it off and they don't necessarily even do any more kind of running maybe they do park run whatever but uh, which is fine just wonder what motive what motivates you to keep running and especially these longer stuff
1: i think it's i guess it's the the thing i talked about when i sort of first discovered trail running it's just yeah. the, the joy of being out there and and enjoying it and um there's always a new challenge as well. So there's always something to aspire to. So, um, you know, it's, it's nice to improve as well. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Combination, really? Yeah. And,
0: and it changes. Like what I might ask you that question in another 10 years and you might have a different answer because what motivates you now may not be the thing that may, that's motivating you then either, So, which is interesting, I think, in itself. Yeah, um, sure. So you've got one race, uh, a race coming up in on the mainland.
1: Yeah, that's and, in October. yeah.
0: And then you're hoping to do some other uh, stuff here, like Mount Kenyani or the Overland Track next year. Yeah, or
1: I mean, both? I'll probably probably do both of those again next year. Okay. Um, yeah, because I enjoy them so much. So yeah, I might do Bruni again this year. See. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, definitely um, want to see if I can improve a bit on overland, particularly.
0: Yeah. This year. So, yep.
1: Uh, yep, yeah, I'll, I'll give Cradle Mountain another crack and I'll have a look at KMR again next year as well with the plan. Hey. And I might see how I go with squeezing corn nuts again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's plenty, isn't there, on the calendar in summer? <laughs>
1: Yeah, in that early part of the year, it's, it's funny. Although another one um, which I'm thinking about having a go at is the UTA next year. Okay. Uh, because I've never done that before and it seems to be one of the most prestigious ones in Australia. So
0: It is very popular. Uh,
1: good to give that one a crack.
0: Yeah. Though. Yeah. I think there's stairs and everything involved in that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My understanding. Um, what does it look? I mean, you're obviously quite. I assume, as an engineer, you're quite busy. Like your work life is quite busy. Would I be right in assuming that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I've got a pretty reasonable work life balance. Yeah. So yeah, it's sort of I, my. Work, I'm fortunate that my work is pretty flexible as well. So, oh, that's good. Sort of um, move my hours around a bit. I don't sort of have to do a strict nine to five every day I can yeah. off in the afternoon, I can do that and do a couple of hours extra the next day or, or whatever. So
0: how do you um how do you what does your training look like? Like a lot of people are interested in how other people structure their their training week. Like what does it look like in a week for you? Are you like yeah. running in the morning, running by yourself, all that kind of stuff or meeting people? What does it look like?
1: So I normally run every second day. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm an af- more an afternoon, evening, sort of, okay. not really a morning person. Um, so I normally, yeah, as I said, like sort of have a knockoff a little bit earlier um, of an afternoon and go for a run uh, and then maybe work a bit extra the next day or whatever, okay. um, just work around that. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I normally sort of enjoy running by myself, actually. So, okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um- do you run with anything in your ears, or do you run naked? No, I don't. <laughs> you're the ears naked, so you don't have anything in your ears. When you're when you're running with people, do you, do you chat with them much, or is it more of a head down thing? And your yeah, uh, how does it look? Yeah, I'll chat a bit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, it
0: depends what's going on.
1: Yeah, I don't run with people that often, but
0: okay. Yeah. How do you get out the door on the days when you're not feeling not feeling it at all like for whatever reason just not motivated and especially when you leave it to the end of the day you're the second person the person I interviewed last week they also run at the end of the day which is funny because after all these episodes most people run in the morning if they have a choice so it's quite interesting i've just had two people who said they prefer in the afternoon how do you how do you and so to me the motivation at the end of the day is not it's harder to find the motivation to put my running shoes on and, and head out the door. Cause you know, life is busy and there's always things to do if I don't do it first thing in the morning. So how do you, how do you motivate on those days when you're not motivated or you just always motivated? I
1: feel like I'm pretty motivated. I think yeah. part of it is I'm quite organized. And um, so I, I've, I've planned for it too. So I, Will often leave directly from work. Yeah. So I'll take running stuff to work with me. Mm -hmm. um, And I'll just plan to knock off a certain time, whereas I'd be less motivated to get up at 4 a.m. and go for a run.
0: (laughs) So the runs you're doing after work, are they often long? Like will you be running for two or three hours? Or is it just depends on what's on your schedule?
1: Sort of two or three hours is often
0: it do yeah. yeah which is hence that um four hour start you might have to do if you were doing sorry 4 a.m start if you were doing it in the morning <laughs> that's horrible <laughs> i don't want to get up at 4 a.m and go running either unless it's an event and then i just think it's rude but anyway <laughs> when we have to get yeah. up at that silly o'clock it's just like ah um are you finding if you're doing like three hours or whatever in Hobart or in Launceston or anywhere in Tasmania, you're easily in the bush really quickly. Like you're yeah. not. Yeah. So yeah. is that you're often on trails then in the, that time? You're not knocking them out on the road yeah, or footpath?
1: No, sure. I do most of my running on Penani. Um, okay. It's, it's convenient from the city. So, yeah, I work in sort of, it's not far from South Hobart, so I can virtually just hit the trails almost straight away, which is just incredible. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. I think that when we get in we hit the gorge quite like at least once a week from the city yeah. we're just like this is so good who else can do this <laughs> we love it <laughs> we have the same feeling yeah. same vibe sure. um is there can you think of a time you know flow if you think of a time when a run doesn't have to be a race could be if you want but where everything just it was like, if you could capture that moment, you know, you would like, it was just amazing. Everything was, you know, for me, I think I did my first run into town. I live 21 kilometers out of town and I used to work in town years ago, in my twenties. And I had a half marathon coming up. I thought I'd better run half marathon. And I did a training run early in the morning to work at that time. And I could saw the sun coming up, looking over the Tamer Valley and the, and the river and coming up over the mountains and it was and I running was no effort felt like I was floating on a cloud it was just I and I'll never forget that I have had lots of moments like that since but I have I should say um but I always remember that kind of moment have you had any moments like that that you'd be able to to share with us describe
1: yeah, for sure um yeah similar to you I've had probably a number of times, but I probably can't recall every single circumstance. I <laughs> um, do you remember when I was running Cradle last year. Yeah. Um, particular section because yeah, when you do an ultra often you go through phases where you go completely <laughs> down, yeah, and then you run it up again. And um, because I, I think I kind of on know a bit of a down and then I hit a spot where it was coming out of it was about halfway and then it was a slight decline on the track um and it was kind of technical and then I was just felt like I was moving really well yeah suddenly it just felt like really light and um yeah, that same sort of feeling, like I was running
0: in clouds. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, I love that. I just, I wish we could tap into those moments and just make them happen all the time. <laughs> that would Absolutely. be, that yeah. would be awesome. It would just be amazing. Um, have you had any injuries yet?
1: No, nothing serious. Touch wood. Um, like I've had a very minor kind of little strain. Um on my chin once. arrested rested for a week or so and
0: it was fine. I thought you said um, your chin for it you said shin though, didn't you? Shin. Yeah. Shin. Yep. Yeah, in your leg. Yep. Yeah. I thought you said chin. I'm like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. Um so in your shin and then you rested and it went away.
1: Yeah, so I haven't had anything Thanks give giving it. No,
0: not, yeah. that's awesome. I've been running, so yeah. Love that. Um when do you think you called yourself a runner?
1: Um, I don't know if I call myself a runner yet. There you know.
0: go. <laughs> well, you don't have to. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you don't call yourself a runner yet. Um, so in that case, if you become injured in a way where you can't run for, I don't know, a couple of months, how do you think you'll cope with it? If you don't think of yourself as a runner necessarily at the moment, maybe it won't be that hard for you. Uh, oh, I would certainly be a struggle
1: to mm. not be running. Um, I don't know. I'd probably look at some alternative um, yeah. activity. I like could put some time into, um, depending on what the injury was, I suppose. Yep. Some alternative physical activity. Yeah. Like. Like if it was something like a still cycle or not sure, swim. (laughs) Just depends, I suppose.
0: So do you think maybe your identity is that you're someone who likes to be fit and keeps moving? And the fact that running is what you're doing now, used to be soccer, it doesn't necessarily matter the vehicle that you're using to stay, you know, to stay moving? be
1: yeah to an extent but um certainly running is my number one at the moment yeah (laughs) Yeah,
0: hopefully be that yep well that's one of the next questions i often ask is how long do you think you'll run for
1: uh well at this stage i don't see myself stopping anytime soon so cool the body allows i suppose (laughs) yeah
0: well some people say forever some people say I'm 65 <laughs> you know, they have an actual finish time but it depends on you on you as an individual but yeah I think that's awesome <laughs> um when you're running Andrew what are you thinking about what sort of stuff do you think about
1: yeah this question again actually from friends and you know, yeah. um and I'll probably never give them a great answer but um yeah I guess the answer is nothing it's, Specific. Um, I think often in a race, you'll start to think about, um, depending on how hard it is, getting to the next checkpoint or um, things like that. Um, But I don't know, I think it's more a bit of a free flow time where you can sort of just let your mind drift a bit, I guess. Um, So it just might be thinking about things that have happened during the day, or it might be sometimes thinking about what's for dinner. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Our our (laughs) thoughts are quite amazing, as in they can go all over the place. (laughs) And when we're running, it seems to happen even more sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it is a bit like that. Mm. Yeah, it just depends what you've been doing recently as to, I guess, the same as when you're doing anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Can can you reflect on a time in your life since you've been running where – you know, some, they might, you might be having a challenging time during your life, but going for a run was able to help with that? You don't have to go into any details or anything, but can you? was there a time? Have you had a time where running's helped with the rest of your life? Because, you know, there was something challenging going on. I mean, I
1: can't think of anything specifically. Um, mm-hmm. But I think in general, it probably um, helps to just... Uh, Keep me feeling relaxed and mm-hmm. happy, I suppose. It um, mm. takes my mind off. Um, like, keeps me kind of, yeah, pretty stress free, I think.
0: I've had some people talk about, especially people who ran after work, that they would run home. And the reason they did that was because they could unpack all the things that happened at work during the day and they didn't take it home to their partner, like it, whatever was going on at work, that it just, you know, they could deal with it while they were running and then, you know, that was dealt with. And so I thought that was quite a nice way to to how yeah. they would use running anyway when they were running after work.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it, would, it does create a bit of a buffer where even just that extra time between work and coming home mm. to decompress, I suppose. So yeah. Probably. Um, definitely contributes, yeah.
0: That's yeah, really interesting. Okay. Tell me. If you hadn't started running a few years ago, what do you think your life would be missing now? What's, what's it given your life that you didn't have when you weren't running?
1: Um, yeah, so definitely just the, the, the joy of being out in the wilderness so frequently, um, which I think we in Hobart a lot of people take for granted and I definitely took for granted before I took up trail running. Yeah. Um so definitely be missing that kind of connection to to that um to nature and
2: yeah. being out there I suppose would be a big thing. Um yeah
1: and I guess um if I didn't have some kind of outlet like this then um I don't know maybe I'd be more stressed yeah less
0: relaxed maybe (laughs) you seem pretty chill to me (laughs) you seem pretty (laughs) relaxed (laughs) what do your family think about it so you've gone from being you know a soccer guy which is awesome and um now you're doing an individual what is you know an individual sport and you sort of explained before that that does, it is easier to fit in an individual sport because you know the training and things. The only thing you have to move around is is when a race is, and you know you're probably only doing a handful of those a year, so there's mm-hmm. a lot more flexibility. But what do your family think about you getting out there and running? You know, well, what was it, thirteen hours and so, a few minutes? Yeah. <laughs> um, do they understand. Uh,
1: uh, I'll- some probably more than others. Um, yeah. something little bit crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> probably am a little bit crazy. So, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think they, as long as I'm happy, they're happy yeah. kind of thing. As long as I'm safe.
0: <laughs> Do you ever think about it as, like, I, I tell on the podcast occasionally that when I first did my first marathon, um, before I did it, my dad started crying. Because he said no one in my family has ever run a marathon, so it wasn't. It's that kind of example thing that it seems a little bit of a far stretch for most ordinary people. That's the wrong word to use, but when they have someone in their family who can go out and do something that's just a little bit beyond the normal, it kind of elevates everyone who's around you. So your family and your friends kind of feel like, well, you know, I I knew Andrew before he was an ultramarathoner you know, maybe there's something that, that kind of rubbing off thing. It's kind of useful for everyone who's in your sphere. It's not, do you understand what I'm saying? It's kind of like an example. When you've got kids, it's obvious because that example is, you know, for the kids is obvious there. But even I was surprised even for my father, as I said, that for him mm. it was like a gift for the family almost. Like we could do this. That means anyone in the family could do it or you know, and by extension even your friends who knew you before. It's kind of. Fascinating way to look at it. That's something yeah. you can ponder when you're running.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you haven't thought about that?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I really have thought about that. But um
0: yeah, there's always,
1: you know, a few people that are, I guess, surprised or Yeah. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do do your siblings are they doing any sport as adults, your three siblings? Um,
1: no, not anything formal, like my younger brother was still playing soccer until quite recently, but he's had a few um, injuries and things, so,
2: okay. um,
1: yeah, I think he's sort of mainly managing those at the moment, um, but, yeah, the two other, the are a little bit less into their sport, I think.
0: Well, the thing is, you're an example. And if they ever decide to, they'll think running will be something now in their toolkit, which is something yeah. I say like, just because they haven't done it doesn't mean it's not in their toolkit now that you have because you're part of their DNA. That's how it works, <laughs> <laughs> according to me anyway. Um, is there is there anything about running? We'll wrap up in a minute because I've already kept you ages. Is there um, anything about running that we haven't talked about in our little rambling today that you wanted to talk about?
2: Um, cool.
0: Oh, good question. I think you've covered mm-hmm. quite a bit. <laughs> um, not off the top of my head. I can't think of another. That's absolutely fine. Um, so to wrap it up, can you give me some tips for someone? So, when one of your siblings comes up to you and says, Andrew, I want to start running, <laughs> what would you tell them to get them started? So for Actually, big tips, tips for beginners.
1: Maybe before I answer that, I do, I oh, do okay. think of something. I would, just, yeah, I would just say that, like, one of the things that I have found to be incredible is all the volunteers who um, put the events on and yeah. organise all that, like, so many people who just give up their time to make sure that people like me can just turn up on the day and it all goes smoothly and, yeah. You know, all this time to mark courses, or yeah. um, make sure the trails are good, um, organize all the the people in the day and the safety people to come. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so it's it's um something I found to be quite incredible and inspiring. Um, so yeah, I will mention that. That's-
0: I love that. That's so true, especially because I'm one of those volunteers quite often. <laughs> it's all- yeah. it is amazing, and I heard on the radio the other day just. There's a lot of sports. Most sports actually wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the volunteers. So, people out there who volunteer, so we can go do these crazy things, and sometimes for hours and days and days on end, they'll be volunteering in some of these large events. It's just incredible.
1: Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's really mm. Yeah, mm. just thought I'd mention that.
0: I love it. Well done. All right. So, um, tips, tips, tips for beginners.
1: Yeah. So I, I suppose my main tip would be just to go out and enjoy it um um and that's that's pretty much all there is to it really i love out, that out, do something that's i guess achievable to you um yeah to start small start small like not everyone starts with a marathon i suppose um, yes that's this um, i don't
0: think they all do no
1: <laughs> so but um i would say go out and hit the trails because that's where the fun is. <laughs> don't do road running if you don't
0: want to. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, before we wrap up, I know I said that was the last one, but what are you most proud of with the running that you've done so far?
1: Um, oh, it was definitely um, enjoyable to uh, win a running mountain run this year. So that was mm. probably my biggest running achievement.
0: Yeah, did that feel a bit floaty? Some of that run. (laughs)
1: Yeah, definitely. Parts of it. I think when I got over over the summit to the running, running along the trail it's called, but down Mm -hmm. towards um, uh, Myrtle Valley there. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Myrtle Forest. Yeah, yeah. yeah, A couple of times. Yeah. That's awesome. Also grinding, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. All right. Don't go because I will say goodbye to you off the recording. But, Andrew, thank you so much for sharing your running story. It is very inspirational that you've been able to just pop out of a soccer field and, and turn trail running into something that's, uh, you know, an amazing sport that you love. And just in a few short years, it, it even ticked off a few really cool achievements as well so congratulations and thank you so much for sharing some of your story with us i appreciate it
1: no problem thanks
0: for having me Michelle. and i'm sure there'll be plenty more to come from you as well cheers thank you thank you for listening to the fit mind fit body podcast i'd love to talk to you about your running journey send me a message on facebook or on the website and let's do it I also wanted to let you know that I've created an email list so you won't miss any podcast episodes. You'll find details in the show notes and on the Fit Mind Fit Body website, along with a bunch of resources on mindful running. They'll help you to get and stay mentally and physically fit. And I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running and ultimately to improve their life. See you soon.